Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of Northwest Gospel Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, visit us online at nwgospel.com forward slash citizens. You know, I don't know. (laughs) I'm about to try something that I've never done before. I'm about to become something that I've never been before. I'm trying to venture into new territory. And if I was going to be successful in this new territory, I think I just tripped on a broom. <laughs> Props. Is that your broom? Is this your broom? You, you brought, why do you have a broom? You're a witch? You look like a nice witch. What kind of witch are you? from a Japanese anime witch. You, we're just gonna go, yes, okay. Anyway, I was venturing to new territory, right? And if I was going to be successful in this endeavor, I realized yesterday that I had to turn to two of the most powerful words in the human language, okay? If I was going to be successful in my attempt to pull off this look, I needed to use two words, Two of the most powerful words in the human language I had to say, teach me. Teach me. If I was going to be hipster, I had to go to hipster youth pastors. I had to go to those who have gone before me in the ways of flannels and facial hair. Okay? The funny thing is when I take off the costume, my facial hair is still going to be here. So I don't really know what I'm going to do about that. But I had to go to people who could guide me through this terrain, right? And so Courtney, because Courtney's so hipster, she's teaching me, like, she's teaching me what is right and wrong, right? Like, you don't, it's wrong to mix plaids and stripes. Okay. She taught me the difference in right and wrong. Some people, they taught me, like, things that frustrated me in life. Things that I was just like, wait, I don't even get this. How do you keep the beanie from falling off? Right? Like, that baffled me. So I had people teach me like tricks of the trade and go, hey, I've been here before. Let me teach you, use hair clips. It's like, I feel like that's cheating, but I like it, right? I had to go to people who can teach me how to handle frustrating moments and who can give me practical wisdom. Like such, for example, like Marcus would say, Sam, it's all about layers, right? You have to layer the layers on your layers. And so I had to go to professionals. I had to go to people who have been here, done that before and say, teach me. I I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been there before. Teach me, right? Copyright Ed Hansen. He taught me everything. The shoes, the jacket, the shirt, the glasses. These are not real glasses, by the way. it's irrelevant though, man, because it's about the style. So they tell me. And so here's what I realized as I was getting dressed this morning and afternoon and the several hours that it took to look this good. What I realized, which is a thing, what I realized is my outfit right now is a metaphor for your life. Think about it. My outfit is a metaphor for your life because every single one of you is about to venture into new territory and to try to be something that you've never been before an adult. You are about to try to do something that you have never done before. It's called life. 
You've never been 13 before. You've never been 14. You've never been 15. You've never been an adult. You guys are entering into a season that is chock full of firsts. You've never applied for a job before. You've never had to break up a relationship that was toxic. You've never had to make hard decisions in certain areas of your life. And so as you venture into these new territories, as you experience these new experiences, you need someone like I had. You need a guide. You need in your life, if you are going to become mature, godly, and responsible adults, you need someone that you can look to and you can say, teach me teach me. And so as we've been looking at the anatomy of a family, we learn that in God's design for the family, God recognizes that you guys are trying to do something and be something that you've never done or be before. And he's designed it in such a way to give you a guide. He gives you people in your life that you can say, teach me to. Okay? And so just for a few moments here, we're going to look in the book of Proverbs and we're going to see who these people are, okay? An intentional way for children to figure out life. Are you ready? Everybody say, teach me. Say, teach me. No one? Teach me? All right, here we go. Teach me, starting Proverbs chapter one. Here we go. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. All right, what do you know about the book of Proverbs? Anybody, have anybody read Proverbs before? Proverbs, meaning wise sayings. And so here's what's going down, okay? Solomon, right at the beginning of this book, Solomon is about to give out wisdom, okay? Solomon the king is about to give wise instruction to his son. But before he dives in and just starts dishing it out, before he dives in and starts talking about life and money and the adulterous woman and and faithfulness and all these things, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Guys, eyes up here. Before I dish it out, I gotta set this thing up. Before I give you wisdom, before I give you instruction, you need to understand the gravity of what I'm about to do. Your mother and I, we are about to give you something that is extremely valuable. I don't want to just start handing it out because I'm scared. You may not understand the gravity of this exchange. You may not understand how important what I'm about to do is. And so before I give it to you, I want you to understand something. I'm doing my job as your parent. I want you to do your job. And so as I do my job, you need to be able to do your job. Children, hear it and forsake it not. Hear it and forsake it not. What you are about to receive from me, what you are about to receive from your parents, you cannot just toss it aside. And so I'm encouraging you. He says, hear. I want you to receive this. Guys, when I give this to you as your parent, I want you to receive this. I want you to put it on. What I'm about to give you is so valuable. It is worth so much that only a fool would forsake it. So before I dish it out, are you ready for it? Before your parent gives you this extremely valuable wisdom and instruction, 
Will you neglect it? Think of it like this. Some of you aren't convinced that, that you're, the wisdom of your parents are valuable. So look what he says. He goes, think of it like this. He's just, you're just too young to understand. Let me use a metaphor. And he says, think of it as a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. He says, you want to know how valuable this is? You want to know how valuable your parents' wisdom and instruction is? It's like jewelry. Samantha, come on up here. Come on up here. It is like Julia, the teaching and the wisdom that parents have for you are like extremely valuable and elegant jewelry. Not like this, right? Like this, bride style. There we go. And everybody say, ooh, ah, show off your necklace, Samantha. Show, look, no, the necklace. Show the necklace. Like put the hair out of the way, right? Look at the necklace here, right? Extremely valuable jewelry. And I'm not talking about jewelry like two chains over here. Right, like you think around his neck. Like that's jewelry, but that's gaudy, right? That's not very valuable. It doesn't add value. Like look at Samantha instead, right? Look at whoever that Google actress is, right? She acts on Google images. What he's saying here is that this, this is like a valuable jewelry. Do you know how valuable this was? Like I'm asking you, do you know how valuable it was? Extremely valuable extremely valuable. And so what the, the teaching, this is, such, this is valuable jewelry. I just gotta say, this is valuable. It's valuable, very valuable, full of value, okay? It's precious, but not only is it valuable, when someone with good sense, when a person like Samantha has the good enough sense to take something that is valuable and to adorn herself with it, it adds to her beauty, to her radiance, and to her honor, Right? In the same way, children who hear and receive their father's instruction and their mother's teaching, in the same way, they're taking something that is extremely valuable and it's adorning them. And it will make your life beautiful because it's so full of value. And so what he says is, this is your mother's instruction. This is your father's teaching. Don't toss it to the side. Don't throw it at your feet. This is valuable. Do not miss how precious this instruction is. It's worth a ton. And for you who wear it, it will reveal that you are a person of good enough sense to recognize value when you see it. Thank you, Samantha. And so the question for you tonight is very simple, okay? Your parents have wisdom and instruction for you. This is God's design. And so the question for you is, Will you hear it or forsake it? Will you receive it? Will you hear it and treasure it and recognize it as the value that it is? Or will you neglect it? Say no thank you and ignore it. And so the instruction tonight is very simple and it's very quick and it's very clear. Children, hear it, forsake it not. Say hear it, forsake it not. Hear it and forsake it not. And so if you're here tonight and you say, you know what, man, I want to hear it. I don't want to forsake it. I want to treasure that. Solomon continues and he gives us in three little moves here, he gives us the attitude of a wise child. Like my mom calls me a wise guy. No, that's different. A wise child, a person who understands the design of God's family who understands their role as a child is to receive instruction, valuable instruction from their parents. 
And so very quickly, I'm gonna have some people come up here and we are going to demonstrate for you really quickly the three attitudes of a wise child. You guys ready? Let's keep reading in the Proverbs. Chapter two, one through five. Here we go. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You want to hear it or forsake it? If you want to hear it, look at the posture here. Hey, let's look at it again. The first, the first uh, verse here of chapter two, look what he says. My son, if you receive and treasure up my commandments, okay? So the first thing he says, a wise child treasures the instruction. That means, like jewelry, they understand just how valuable it is. Or you can say, they're smart. These are children, I'm not talking about smart in math, I'm not talking about smart in science. These are students who are smartly recognizing the value and the importance of what their parents have to teach them, right? And so, imagine, right? I'm the parent here in action. And I go, hey kids, listen, I just, you know, I know you haven't been here before. And I just, and I know it's gonna sound hard, but trust me, I was there once. And the Bible says it. And so here's some wisdom. Like, this is really, like, th- I'm telling you, this is wisdom. I, I just, I really think that, just trust me, okay? Trust me. Got it? Okay, yeah. Do they value do they recognize that what I just gave them is treasure? No, they're not smart. They're fools, the opposite of smart. But here's what, it, here's what the, uh, an attitude looks like in a wise child. I go, hey, hey kids, can I talk to you for a second? And so, listen, I know you're going through a tough time right now and I know it feels like it's been ages since I was young enough to go through what you're going through, even though I dressed this cool. But listen, I just wanna teach you a little bit from my own experience because I was there. Like, yeah, I've been there. I was your age. I remember what that's like. And then not even just me, but the Bible. And there's some really great small group leaders at your church. I really recommend that like you listen to this advice and that you treasure it. Yeah, you bet. You bet. And scene. You see the difference? Do you see the difference? I gave them something extremely valuable and where did it end up? Where did it end up? On the floor, right? It's on the ground. They didn't recognize it as valuable, but these students, look where it is. They took it and they treasured it. They took it and they treasured it and they put it in a very important place. Where's your important, just somewhere, right? You get it? So they're treasuring it, they're smart. Are you smart? I'm really good at math. I'm not asking you that. Do you recognize your parents' wisdom and instruction for what it is? When they're doing their job, of passing on the faith, are you doing your job? Are you hearing it or are you forsaking it? Do you recognize it? Are you smart enough to recognize it for what it is? Because man, if you put it on, it'll be like you being adorned in jewelry. But if you don't, maybe you look like two chains. All right, here we go. If you understand their value, we move on. The second thing we see here in this passage, look what he says. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. So this is like a posture thing, okay? A child who understands the value of their parents' instruction, it's like their ears are wide open. 
It's like their posture, their heart is leaning forward. You could say, these are people who are teachable. These are people who are teachable. And so I will demonstrate again here, okay? Hey, students, I just, I, I listen, kids, I know, we've, you know, it's been crazy around here. But listen, I've been where you are. Listen, just, I'm telling you, this would be really good to just, you know, the Lord, like, has something to say about this. Like, this is not new, and I, feel, I know it feels weird, but, you know, I just want you to, you listening to me? Are you hearing me? All right. Okay. Are they listening? Are their ears wide open? This is like interactive here. It's a question. Are their ears wide open? Is their posture inclined toward wanting to learn what I have? No, they're not teachable. Let's look at these guys. Hey kids, so again, I know you're going through that experience, but like, listen to this. Like, this is what God's word says. This is what I've experienced in my life. And so, are you hearing me? Like, this makes sense. And so here's what I would do. If I were you guys, I would really just, you know, some more wisdom, more truth, all right? Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Sound good? All right. Great talk. Yeah. Love you guys. End scene. Okay. Do you get it? Who do you look like? Who do you look like? When your parents, when your leaders are trying to give you valuable information, are your ears perked up? Is your posture leaning forward going, yes, like teach me. I'm glad that you're speaking to me and I want it. Is that you? Or are you like these guys who they said, not only do we not value it, we're not even listening to you because I know what's best. I know the way. And yes, I know I've never been an adult before, but I've watched plenty of YouTube and I'm sure I'm gonna figure it out. Right? Then look at the last one here. One more here. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it. So the final thing we see here is they're not just teachable. Because think about it, teachable means if you come and tell me something, I'll listen. If you come and give me wisdom, I'm, I'm ears wide open. But these people are not just teachable. Wise students are hungry. Wise students are actively seeking out wisdom. They are actively searching. It says they're raising their voice. They're calling out. They are so hungry for instruction. They are so hungry for guidance. They are so hungry for it all because they know that if they get it, it's like finding hidden treasures. And so let's see if our students, see if our students are hungry. Hey guys, so... You know where you can find it? It's, it's right here. You know God's word is here and it's just, you know, I'm here if you want to talk to me. And so it's right there. It's, it's right there if you want it. It's, you can talk to your parents. You can talk to your leaders. And, like you can always learn more. Are they hungry? They're not hungry. Hey students, just want you to know that wisdom is available to you and it's in your, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, um, wisdom is everywhere, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. The word says that they're calling out for it. The Bible says that these students are calling out for insight. 
They are raising their voices because they are so hungry for understanding. They're seeking for it like silver. <laughs> Wait, guys, there's some over there on the floor. What? Yeah. Are they hungry? Yes. End scene. All right. Are you guys seeing it here? Do you see the posture of a student, of a child who understands that they don't have to figure it out on their own? But some of us, nay, I say all of us, we have a little part in our heart. We have a little peace in our heart that we wake up in the morning and you know what? I've never dressed as a hipster youth pastor before, but I could figure it out on my own. I don't need to consult the internet. I don't need to consult my parents. I don't need to consult somebody who's been there and done that before. I will do it on my own. Fools. Listen, I didn't say it. The Bible said it, bro, right? Fool, to be a fool, we use that word all the time. Fool, fool. Fool doesn't mean that you don't have a great IQ. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to not be a fool. The most simple among us cannot be foolish because being a fool simply means rejecting wisdom. You see, the Bible tells us if you keep reading Proverbs, not only do smart children cry out and raise their voice, wisdom is actually pictured as standing on the corner crying out. Think about that. Wisdom is so attainable. Wisdom is so readily available that you don't even have to seek for it like silver, though you should. Wisdom is right there in your face going, I'm here. Listen to me. Take me. I'm here. Hello. That's louder. Right? And you know what wisdom says? Dude, wisdom is savage. Remember we met Lady Wisdom last year? Was anybody here when we met Lady Wisdom, our guest? Remember how savage she was? She stands up there and she goes, oh, you don't want to listen. All right. I'll tell you what. On the day that you finally do cry out for me because you're drowning because you didn't listen to me, we'll see who's not listening to who. <whistles> Wisdom's like, on that day, you'll call out for me and be like, nah, fam, it's too late. Wisdom out. That's wisdom. And so students, if you have this posture, if you understand just, you guys are like treasure hoarders over here, right? National treasure three. If you guys understand how valuable the wisdom is that your parents have to offer you, if you are students who are, oh, going hungry. If you're students who are smart and teachable and hungry, do you know what will happen? We'll get there. But when I think about hunger, here's a question I thought of for you, okay? Here's how you can tell if you're hungry. Here's how you can tell if you're actively seeking out wisdom. Here's a good question for you. Do your leaders approach you with advice more than you approach them for advice? Are you a student that says, well, you know what? I'm teachable, so if they approach me to, to give me advice, I'll listen. But are you hungry? Do you actually pursue them and seek out wisdom? Do you ask them for guidance? Do you go up to your leaders and say, hey, I've never done this before. I'm, like, this is new terrain for me. Teach me. 
hey, Keem, listen, I, like, I've never been an eighth grader in this season before, and I've never experienced these things, and I'm just like, I'm really at a loss here, man. Like, what would you do in, what did you do when you were, and you're actively seeking out wisdom because you're hungry. And so we see that wise students are smart, teachable, and hungry, and look what happens when you're that, students. Look, like, dude, like, Look what would happen if you guys were a community of students who did what God designed you to do as children. You hear it and forsake it not. Look what would happen, verse five. Then, I'm gonna say then. You don't get to the then if you don't have the if, right? I just wanna jump to verse five, I'll have that. No, 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 it's a then, which means you have to do one through four. If you do one through four, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Remember last week we talked about fear of the Lord? What it means to live life the right way. What it means to live life on the blessed way. The way that God designed life to be lived. You in relationship to him. You will only get there. You will only live life the right way if you hear it and forsake it not. Only if you hear it and forsake it not. I hang out with you guys. I listen to students. I follow your post. You guys are living in a world of students who are trying to figure out life. You guys have heard your friends say that, right? You've heard yourselves say that, right? I'm just trying to figure out life. Or as you get older, hashtag adulting. Or I'm just trying to like, I've never done. In a world of students who are trying to figure out life, God has already made it very clear And God says, I have a lot to teach you about where you're going. You've never been married before. You don't know how to do it. You've never been in high school before. You don't know how to do it. You've never had to be in a relationship before. You don't know how to do it. All of these things, God has a lot to teach you. But what we fail to realize is that in his design, he's decided to use parents. And so we want God to teach us. We just don't like his design. And he says, I want to talk to you, Jenna. I gave you something, I gave you some instructions and I actually put it in your parents to pass it on to you. And so when your parents pass on the faith and those instructions, they're doing their job, are you doing yours? They're doing their job, but you need to do yours. Children, hear it, hear it, receive it. Forsake it not, forsake it not. And so our friends up here, I hope that they're acting. Can we just give them a round here? Well done. Take a bow, a theater style, right? And so our friends are, they're just so bad. They're just so, they're just so humble. They don't want to take a standing bow uh, as opposed to a sitting bow. You did a sitting bow? Okay. So they acted it out here. And my hope is that as they acted out, you won't forget it. My hope is that their example, their illustration up here would help you in those moments to be smart, teachable, and hungry. But there's another example that you guys can draw from, okay? There's another illustration, a living illustration that you can look to. And in the book of Hebrews, they actually use this language. They say to fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. What was Jesus like as a child? What was Jesus like? Did he have disagreements with his parents? Did he struggle with making friends and getting along? Did Jesus play nice with others? I mean, like, what was Jesus like as a child? We don't actually have a ton. But we have one story. And I want to just tell you that story. I'm actually going to read it. And I made it a little bit illustrated so that you can see the example of Jesus 
as a child. Listen to this. Luke chapter two, starting in verse 41. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, anybody 12 in here? 12 year olds? Nice. So look, it's like Jesus, like twins, right? When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom. And when the feast was ended, pause there. When you hear feast here, don't think Thanksgiving meal. Hey, we had a feast. This is like the whole city's bumping, right? This is like, have you seen my big fat Greek wedding? That time's like seven days. And it's just like the whole, like, it's like packed. It's like the mall at Christmas time, but the whole city, okay? It's just going nuts, right? So they had the feast. But when that party, when the feast was over, as they were returning, the boy, Jesus, stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it. (laughs) How many of you have gotten left in the grocery store before? Come on, big kid, like big families. I've got left in the grocery store before. His parents didn't even know it. But supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. How many of you have been left in the grocery store for a whole day? But then they began to search for him among the relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were so ticked off. No, it says they were astonished. But read between the lines, right? They were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Where you been, boy? And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? This reminds me of me when I was a kid, except it wasn't the law. It was a toy store, you know? My parents think they have all 17 of us kids and they get in the van and they're like, we're Sammy, right? Because my mom didn't know my name until I was 12. My name was Sammy Jackie Barbara because there was three of us. So like, even if I was the only one home, Sammy Jackie Barbara, I'm like, mom, it's just me. But that was my name, Sammy Jackie Barber, right? And so it wasn't until I was like 12 that she's like, Sam. Like, it's me, mom. It's me. And so, you know, I'm like in the toy store. As I got a little bit older, it was a bookstore. And I just remember like sitting in the back of the bookstore once. And I just like started reading a book. I didn't know my mom left me. I didn't know everybody was gone. I was reading my book, you know? I was hungry. I valued books. That's like Jesus. But it's like instruction. Jesus was there and he got caught up. Dude, how, four days. I'm like, dude, where's Jesus sleeping? But he values this so much. He was so smart to see how valuable this was. He was so hungry that he went and pursued it. He was so teachable that he hung out with guys who were 30, 40 years older than him just so he can talk about it. That's Jesus. Jesus is the perfect example of a child who when he saw the instruction of God, he says, I'm gonna hear it and forsake it not. So students, will you hear it or will you forsake it? Will you hear it or you forsake it? I'm gonna pray and then we're gonna, um, we're gonna hand things over to the MCs here. We're gonna go straight into our harvest party. Um, I love you guys. Let me just pause here for a second. Like, yes, I'm preaching, but like we're talking, right? I love you guys. This is real life, okay? And so just for a moment, I don't want you to feel like, oh, my parents told him to say that. No, 
I'm closer to your age than your parents' age. Do you know that? Especially when I dress like this. <laughs> I'm like six months older than you guys, uh, plus seven years. But you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my nose ring. Ouch. I forgot that was in there. It's not real. Um, but listen, like, this is hard stuff to live out. It's easy to preach a sermon for 30 minutes. It's harder to go home and live this out, right? And so if you need help working on conflict with your parents, if you need help saying, Sam, I'm not teachable. I don't value their instruction. I'm not hungry for it. Talk to one of your leaders. We've all been there. We've done that. And we have some wisdom to offer you as well. Sound good? All right, let me pray. Lord, thank you for these students. Thank you that you have given them um, a community here, Lord. You've given them parents who can instruct them. And then for others, you've given them spiritual parents, Lord. So you make up for all of it. Father, we thank you. We pray that, um, that we would be a community of students who hear your word through our parents and, and we don't forsake it. So let, let us have fun tonight, Lord. We do even the festivities to your glory, um, knowing that everything we do, God, can draw attention to you. We love you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.